Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He served at the Pentagon as an Army JAG. He graduated from Notre Dame and has two law degrees from Boston University and Georgetown University. He's been practicing law for over 30 years. He's your family's personal attorney. It's time for the David Carrier Show. Hello and welcome to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And you have found the place where we talk about estate planning, Elder law, real estate, and business law. So give us a call, why don't you? 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. We get your question, comment, or concern on the air. Well, today's a very special day because come this Friday, and I'm just, it's not going to be good for the podcast, but anyway, come this Friday is the sixth annual, I think it's the sixth annual uh, classic card cruise in. That means, uh, yeah, we hand out stickers or magnets, I guess, and uh, there's some quote-unquote judging going on, but uh, it's going to go to the 58 Bel Air, the same guy who wins it every year. So, you know, just show forget about getting any prizes. He's going to get it. Um, just telling you, that's that's the way it seems to go. Um, but seriously, he's got a winning streak going. I think he's, I think he's won every year. Uh, it's not a 55, 56, or 57 Chevy. Oh, no. Uh, this is a uh, 58 Bel Air, and uh, you just imagine the shape it's in. But we, right now, we got four or five hundred folks um, promising to show up, so we uh, uh, run in a couple more food trucks to keep everybody happy, and uh, bought more ice cream and everything else. So really looking forward to that. If you uh, have the opportunity, and it's not uh, gloomy outside, um, it's four to seven, four p.m. to seven p.m. Uh, we're you know last year we had I don't know. 60 cars, 60, 70, something like that. Uh, we're expecting more this year. Really looking, really looking forward to it. If you have a classic, uh, bring it. Like I say, we're, we're like that. Uh, you ever hear that Jim? And I I was critical of it at the time. That Jim who, uh, that took out the mirrors. You know what I mean? So uh, you can't be judgmental, right? Well, we're like, we're like, when it comes to car shows, we're kind of like a gym with no mirrors. Uh, we're not judgmental about uh, what you, uh, Drive in, drag in, tow in, whatever. Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing you there in, in your jalopy. Uh, so that's this. That's coming up this Friday. It's uh, one of those. It's really kind of a. Uh, now I'm going to try to relate it to something else. It's one of those things where, one of those events where you see all kinds of folks at different levels of appreciation. You know, you got the real gearheads out there. You know fix up their own vehicles, you got people who are, uh, you know, like, like, uh, I met people, did you know that there was a Rolls Royce club in this area? I didn't know that. There is. Uh, it's a Rolls Royce club. So, we got people from the Rolls Royce club, we got, you know, people bringing in their, uh, 
Model A's, you get everybody. Uh, funeral home brought in uh, hearses one year. We're hoping to, we're hoping to see those again. Uh, they had a Packard and, and a Cadillac, of course, you know, but old stuff. Anyway, uh, looking forward to that. And and you get a lot of um, so you get a lot of different people, you know, different the automobiles. Uh, but you also see a lot of folks uh, from different walks of life. We have very very wide-ranging practice, you know, from folks who are, uh, you know, who own the tool and die shop to the folks who work on the floor, you know, let me put it that way. So, and it really is kind of fun to see uh, the way plans have worked out for older folks versus the way they're, uh, they're there with their grandkids, you know, and kind of doing that sort of planning. So it's really a wide range of people, wide range of vehicles. It'd be a lot of fun. It's free. But call us. You got to call us ahead. We make sure we've got enough hot dogs, hamburgers, street tacos, or whatever the heck it is we're, we're doing this year. It's on the menu. Um, and the, the office number is 616-361-8400. Now, if you call that number now, 616-361-8400, you will not get on the show because that goes to the office. If you call that number, uh, then let us know that you want to come to the, uh, the cruise in. Uh, we'd, uh, Really enjoy, really enjoy seeing you there. We got, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff going on. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't reveal everything that's happening, you know, because it's uh, it would be something. Be, uh, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe the FBI would raid me for revealing confidential, uh, top secret, super secret stuff. Anyway, right now seven seven four twenty four twenty four is the number to call. You'd like to get your question, comment, or concern on the air. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that is coming up here, and it's a um, uh, for for most folks, it's not going to be a thing. Uh, it's not going to be a thing, but for a lot of folks, it will be, and it's something that I think everyone's got to be aware of. Uh, just give you an indication of how. Things are going forward, okay? And, and what I'm talking about is um, COVID seems to be over, right? Do you know anybody who's who's like still in a panic state about COVID? Um, I do, a couple, uh, but not most people, right? Not not most people. They're pretty much, okay, we, we got that, we figured it out, we're done. And, you know, take your vaccine, I guess, and, you know, stay at home and eat some chicken soup, get it, you'll be better. Shortly, uh, unless you're in your late seventies and have major responsibilities, in which case it'll keep coming back for the rest of your life. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Anyway, um, so people are not so worried about the COVID anymore, which is a good thing. But there are, and we're living through them, economic hangovers. We, we're in the COVID hangover stage right now. Okay, where where the Decisions that were made on the fly at the time, right? See, here, here's here's the thing, and and maybe we need to uh, cover this more in the next. Se- well, of course, I'll cover it more in the next segment. That's why I got the next segment. But the thing with COVID, I think, is he did things in the moment which seemed like the right thing to do, and we found out that a lot of these were not the right thing to do. I mean, the two people who many of us, I 
certainly did, uh, listen to Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci, it seems like they've recanted most of what they said. Maybe it's not most. Maybe it's just the most salient thing, the most obvious things, um, like with masking and with uh, social distancing and with the number of the other things, you know, the vaccines. Oh, if you have the vaccine, you can't infect anybody. You can't get infected. Well, obviously, that's not true. And then they came, oh, you got to wear a mask, a paper mask or a bandana around you. And then they come out, ah, that doesn't work. And it's like, wait a second, you guys told me this stuff worked. And now it doesn't work. And you're now admitting it doesn't work. But we've still got this, see, this is the hangover part of it. Um, we're still not back to where we, uh, to where we started, right? We're not back to square one. And, you know, government, government, right? Once, uh, it's like a super tanker, right? Once you get it moving in a certain direction, uh, it keeps tends to keep on moving in that direction. And it's unwieldy. I don't know if you've ever, have, have you ever loaded livestock on a, on a trailer? I used to raise uh, cattle and hogs and stuff. Uh, one of my prior lives. And um, it's hard to get them on the truck. It's hard to get them on the, in the trailer. You know, you have a cattle prod, whatever, you know, and you, you, you can't use that thing very much. You know, it's not nice for them and it doesn't work anyway. Um, but but the thing is, uh, you, you flick it a little bit, you, just a little bit. You don't, you, you, I saw them at the, uh, uh, at the uh, place where they unload them and those guys are horrible with them. You know, they just bore into the, the poor creatures, but it doesn't work very well. But if you flick it a little bit, you know what I mean? You can get the you get the thing to move in the right direction. That's my point. The light hand works much better than the iron fist. And sometimes, you know, you get it a little too much or the so especially when they were offload and they did and and all of a sudden this cat this steer or the hog, which has just been kinda of hanging out there, and they hit it with that, and the, the dang thing jumps like crazy, right? And don't recommend it. Didn't do it myself. You know, you just the light touch is what works, in my opinion. Anyway, if you do that, all of a sudden you got the cow going in, the steer going in one direction. Didn't have any cows; they're all steers. Anyway, or the hog, or whatever else. Uh, we lost one of them for almost well, six or eight months because it jumped the fence. Actually, jumped the fence, um, and uh, broke the fence down. Uh, after we cornered it. And I didn't even use the cattle product. But the point is, you had this great big thing, right? And now it's got a big incentive to act differently than it usually acts. And then all of a sudden, it does things that surprise you, right? It jumps in the wrong direction, right? Crashes over a fence or something like this. And I think that's what the government has done. I think that's, they, they took this, you know, usually we're out there eating our grass and getting fat and that's what we want. But then all of a sudden, this thing happens, you go in a different direction, and you keep going in that direction, the wrong direction. Are you with me on this? Am I, am I stretching that analogy too much? I don't know. We'll be back shortly. My name is David Carrier. You're listening to The David Carrier Show.
David's got the how-to you're looking for. Just call 774-2424. This is the David Carrier Show. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier. (coughs) I should say I'm still David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Now is the time to give us a call. 616-774-2424. We'll get your question comment or concern on the air uh apologize for our uh our uh i don't know technical what have you um we're at the uh, national blueberry festival and oh boy is it blueberry delicious i'm telling you um so we're using sort of a remote rig today anyway um john tells me it sounds a little thin i wish i wish he could say the same thing about me but uh unfortunately unfortunately anyway we're talking about uh this whole COVID hangover, you know, and the the difficulty, once you, it's difficult to get the government to move. Can we agree on that? And then once you've got it moving, it's difficult to get it to stop moving. Difficult to uh, make course correction. Difficult to get the government to, uh, like you say, well, you know, difficult to get them to do anything. But once they're going down a path, then uh, reasoned uh, considerations seem to go uh, seem to go pretty much out the window. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think anybody with any experience in government would uh, would you know argue with that one too much. Um, but you can see it very clearly with what's going on with the COVID, right? Uh, we've just got another uh, recently got another extension of the uh, of the emergency. I mean government. Government agencies, I think they love emergencies. Uh, why do they love emergencies? It kind of justifies their reason for being. I mean, is this, I mean, who's, anybody doubt that? Uh-huh. It seems to me that, uh, you know, governors especially, ours is no exception, uh, like emergencies, they get to do things without the usual checks and balances, without the usual criticism, uh, even though the Supreme Court has said some of the stuff they did was blatantly illegal. Uh, they still feel good about it uh, based on, it's an emergency, it's an emergency, we're all going to die. Okay, fine. Uh, but now's the aftermath, right? Emergency's kind of over uh, at this point, and we're just trying to uh, pick through the pieces, trying to figure out uh, what to do next. And to deal with the aftermath, that's what I want to talk about. We, we've got, uh, there's an aftermath to this thing uh, that we are still, uh, working our way through. Uh, one of them, one of the aftermaths is uh, uh, is the fact that for the last few years, last couple of years anyway, uh, there has been no uh, reconsideration of Medicaid. Okay, Medicaid, you got to understand, there's three, pro- and faithful listeners, this will be familiar to you, so I'll, I'll go over it quickly. There are three programs that support senior citizens, older Americans, people who are no longer, uh, you know, committed to the workforce, let's put it that way, uh, because there's an awful lot of seniors still working, not, not necessarily out of choice. But the, the three things that, that folks need are, number one, income. Everybody needs a monthly income. And your tax dollars supported way of providing income when you're older is, yes, Social Security. That's right. Thank you, FDR. Right, Social Security. 
That's what it is. Every month, some more money shows up, right? Because if you got all the money all at once, you blow it all at once. At least an awful lot of folks would. Not you, of course. You're listening to the show. How could you? You're, you're the sensible people. There's no way you would ever do that. Mm-mm. And, you know, 2008 didn't happen, and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, steady income, people need to know uh, that that's coming in. That's one thing. Another thing that people need is health care. So when you need that bypass, when you need a kidney, when your knees have worn out and they need to resurface them, replace them, renovate them, whatever, right? You need to be able to go to the hospital and you need to go now and get the job done. You're having a heart attack. Oh, I'm sorry, we got to check your credit balance first. In some countries, that's the way it works. You know, it's pay as you go, and, but not here. So we have Medicare that takes care of that. The third program that we have is Medicaid. Now, the first two programs, Social Security and Medicare, right? Those kick in when you've got another, eh, you got a good 15, 20 years to go. 15, 20 years of voting, 15, 20 years of political activity. And so those two taxpayer-supported programs, and who's the taxpayer but you? You are the, you know, you're the taxpayer. You're the one paying for this. So they, those programs supported by you, and you're going to make sure that those programs actually serve your needs without impoverishing you. That's the deal. Okay, you don't, you don't have to show you're broke to get Social Security. You don't have to give your bank balance and apply uh, for uh, your your lung transplant or your uh, bypass or what have you. You don't have to do that. Why? Well, at least in part because you're still voting. That's why. That's my that's my take on it. But when, the third thing that you need that people need is long term care, nursing home care, assisted living, at home care, right? Uh, and this, you, you go along. See, here's the thing: people go along till about their eighty. Now, remember, back in the day, and it wasn't that long ago, you're eighty, you're Methuselah, right? Uh, if you made it to a hundred, y- your name was on national TV. There's so many hundred year old folks nowadays that uh, you know they wouldn't even get to advertise the the jam or the jelly or whatever the hell it was they were advertising with the old age, right? Because there's so many hundred year old people, which means that there's lots of oh smuckers. There you go. There you go. So um, that was the voice from above. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, there's so many, which means there's a lot of eighty year old people. There's lots of folks, right? But it's around 80, 85, according to the government statistics, where age starts to really bite. So you can get to 75, you're doing fine. Uh, we have a client, uh, just met him, saw him again. He was stopped by the office on uh, on Friday, I guess, Thursday, Friday. Uh, he's, and I hope he doesn't mind my saying it, uh, but he's like 92, 93 years old, and he's a world-class snowmobiler. And he just got back from a trip across the Yukon or something like this. He's snowmobiled in every country that has enough snow, you know, to put a sled down on. You know, he's that kind of guy. And he's 90, 92, I think, 92, 93. And he's still, he's still out there. He's a madman. But there's a lot. But he's not the only one. It may be the only one to that degree of snowmobiling. Yeah, okay, I believe that. But, you know, there's an awful lot of folks. Anyway, my point is, that when you start needing the long-term care of Medicaid, another taxpayer-supported program, is what kicks in. The difference is Medicaid makes you broke. 
Medicaid says you can't have any money if you need the long-term care. We're taking all your money. You can have $2,000. You can have a house that we won't let you maintain or pay the taxes on or pay the insurance on because there's no money to do that. Okay, You can have it, but you can't do anything with it. You can't even paint it, according to one county's uh, Department of Health Services. Uh, we have that one up on appeal. Um, and you can have an automobile, uh, but you can't put license tags on it. That's another. But anyway, that's what you can have. Everything else is gone. So uh, why? Why is it that way? What is so different about long-term care versus acute care? When we get back, we'll hit that one. You've been listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. That monster This hour of the David Carrier Show is pro bono, so call in now at 774-2424. This is the David Carrier Show. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney, and you have found the place where the bumper music is almost always better than the, than the show itself. I know it's hard to admit, but easy to observe. you got to admit it's easy observe the truth of that uh, the truth of that statement anyhow give us a call why don't you just you know you can stop this real easy it's, it's easy to do just give us a call 616-774-2424 that's area code 616-774-2424 we'll get your question comment or concern on the air i'm talking about the covid hangover what is the covid hangover well part of it is economic Right, all those things that we did when our hair was on fire to uh, uh, you know keep things going, all the PPP money there was, all the all this stuff uh, that was done, and it's not over yet. I mean, we're still we're still going through that, right? The build back better, which is a you have no idea, you have no idea what has what that thing has got going in it. No clue. I mean, it's bad enough that it's $700 billion or $400 billion or however many hundreds of billions of dollars because we didn't, you know, we didn't borrow enough with the trillions. Now we're just back to mere hundred billions. And uh, I guess it doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, but that's not the worst of it. You see, it, well, well, we'll talk about that too uh, when we get there, but it's just, uh, it, it, it's it. If you wanted to, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do the worst you could do, that bill is is part of what they would do, right? Uh, that's that that would be part of it. Okay, it's it it, it just it's every grab bag, tricksy thing that you could never ever pass. You could you could never these things would not see the light of day. Now, California might do it. California has done a bunch of this stuff. And look at California. You know, every advantage in the universe and people are net leaving California. All right. Except for the people who get their illegal immigrants. 
anyway, forget about that. I mean, that's part of the that's part of the hangover. That's not what I was talking about. Um, we've got the this whole economic thing and all and all that. Okay, we've got that going on. But what I was talking about was these three government programs that support older folks. We got Social Security. You paid for it, you get it back. Your tax dollars. Okay, and everybody knows that they didn't keep any of that money. The money that you paid in, remember that money you paid in? They didn't keep that money. It isn't somewhere in Fort Knox. No, it's current taxpayer dollars that support the uh, that support the Social Security because they already spent the money you paid in on other stuff like this BBB thing. That's another one where they're doing the same shell game. Anyway, then we got Medicare again. Your tax dollars at work. Yes, you pay premiums. Yes, it comes out of your Social Security. Oh, there's another shell game for you, huh? Oh, here's your Social Security money back. Oh, but we're taking the Medicare. Oh, but what? But what? Anyway, it's insurance, right? But you didn't have the money in the first place. Okay, those two things. But then you got the long-term care. And the long-term care is where they, as they say, they, as I have said before and will say again, until they take me off the air, uh, this is where they strip you naked and kick you in the butt. I usually say kick you in the ass, but I was being nice today. Anyway, out the door. Because they're not worried about you voting anymore. They're not worried about you being politically astute, right? Even though 70%, the 70% of people get bypasses? I don't think so. The 70% of people have major surgery, the 70% take advantage, full advantage of Medicare. I don't think so. And yet, 70% of folks on the government's own numbers need, uh, on average, three years of long-term care. Three years of skilled care is what they is what they say. It's on the government website. You know, I, I've published this a million times. I'll do it again if you want. Um, but these numbers are not made-up numbers. Well, it's government numbers, so I guess it's sort of made up. But anyway, my point is, even they admit it. And 20% of folks will need long-term care for five years or more. This is how America goes broke. Medicaid is the way to pay for that. Right? They didn't make you pay up front for your bypass. They didn't make you pay up front for your dialysis. They didn't make you pay up front for all the other things you got from Medicare. They didn't say, are you broke before we give you a Social Security check? But they do that for the Medicaid. And I believe that a big part of it has to do with the political power of folks. When they get to that age, because listen, the biggest problem, <clears throat> the biggest commonality, right? When when you have to tell folks, look, you got to do the Medicaid here, because you don't have sixteen thousand, fifteen thousand, ten thousand, six thousand dollars a month to pay for long term care. You don't have it. Where's it going to come from? Well, you're going to impoverish yourself. You're going to impoverish your spouse. You're going to impoverish your family. And when you're flat busted broke, then they'll show up. Thanks for nothing. Okay. But that's what Medicaid is. That's the way it works. Now then, it works that way because you're not voting anymore. That's what I think. I've never seen that anywhere. I'm just making it. I'm just looking at it. You just look at it. Okay. You got 20 years to go. They don't monkey with you. You got three years to go. Oh boy. You know. Time to go through your pockets looking for the loose change. That's obvious to me is what the deal is. And 
like I say, I don't have any, you know, they're, they're talking about this uh, top secret. Uh, I had that top secret. I had TSSI. You know, I had the top secret uh, sensitive compartment and information. I had that clearance uh, back in the day. And I can't tell you about it. Of course, I never, I never did use it, but, you know. Oh, well. But anyway, long story short, all right, this is not super secret information. All you have to do is look and see how it works. Maybe you draw different conclusions. That's what America is about, right? People drawing different conclusions from the same observations or observing things differently and drawing the conclusions uh, from that. These are the conclusions I draw from what I observe on uh, these different government programs. Now, the thing is, in order to continue to get benefits, you have to keep proving that you're broke. See, it's not enough to prove you're broke one time. Oh, no, no, no. You have to prove every year that you're still broke. Now, how would you not be broke? Well, sometimes people get inheritances. Sometimes, you know, the uh, the bills go down. Some, you know, there's there's various things that happen. And sometimes the kids mess up the bookkeeping. Okay, kind of routinely they mess up the bookkeeping. And now you're not qualified for benefits anymore. Well, the way it worked pre-COVID was you had a check on that every year. Every 12 months, you had what they call redetermination. And as part of redetermination, you went through what they called asset detection, where they're trying to figure out, did you get any stuff that you didn't tell us about? Do you have stuff you didn't tell us about in the first place? And we're going to go scouring through the registry of deeds. We're going to go looking through with the social security numbers. Going to go to the banks that participate. Going to go looking here, there, and everywhere to find out what do you have stuff you didn't tell us about? Asset detection. Okay. Well, thanks to COVID, that hasn't happened for the last couple of years. Now listen, listen or don't listen, and you know, get yourself another cup of coffee. It's up to you. But uh, uh, the the problem is, as I've seen it, right? I mean, would you be surprised? that many people in 12 months screw this up? Would that be a shocking surprise? Oh, my goodness. People did. Now, here's another one. Another think question for you, right? Would it shock you that if in two or three years, people would, even, even good-hearted people who usually keep track of stuff, if you gave people 12 months and they kind of mess it up, a lot of them do anyway. All right. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Well, what would happen if you gave folks three years, two years to monkey with things? Then what? That's what we're facing come January. Come January, the best information, it could be wrong. I don't testify to any of this stuff. It's just we don't know. It hasn't been officialized yet. But come January, most people believe, many people believe, some people believe, the tea leaves tell me, a little bird told me, um, that we're going to start back with this, uh, with this uh, asset detection and with the redetermination stuff. Okay? You think, you think what's going on is a mess? You know, it's, it's going to be a show. It's going to be terrible, I think, when we get back there. So, got that to look forward to. Uh, give us a call, 616-774-2424. That's 
774-2424 if you have a question about that or anything else. You've been listening to The David Carrier Show. David's perkin and working and taking your calls now. This is the David Carrier Show. We gotta let get let the song get started. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Now's the time to give us a call. Six one six. 774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. What I'm trying to say is that part of the COVID hangover, in addition to crazy legislation that would never get through in any other environment, in addition to hugely inflationary spending, in addition to all of this, uh, is the immediate practical effect uh, that it's going to have on regular folks. So a lot of folks run out of money and wind up going into long, when they wind up going into long care, they run out of money. Now it doesn't have to be that way. You know, for what is it, 15, 20 years I've been on the radio and 32 years I've been practicing. And the whole point, if I haven't been clear about it, I mean the whole point of what we do is to make sure that you don't go broke. It's it's our way, what we do is we figure out the way through the requirements through the law, right? and get you the benefits you paid for. You've already paid for the benefits. Now you want to go broke? I can't. I can certainly help you with that if you want me to. But uh, <laughs> my experience is that most people don't want to go broke, and that's really where we—that's where we make sure that you don't go broke. If you need long-term care, since you already paid for it, why would you pay for it again? Go broke and then go through the whole Michigas of the application process, all the rest. It, maybe there's a, maybe, dare I say, perhaps, there's another way. Maybe there's a way not to go broke. Maybe there's a way to get the care that you need. Maybe, possibly, huh? Maybe you think it's noble that half of the time the caregiver spouse dies first, 40, 40, 50% of the time the caregiver dies first. Maybe you think that's great. You know, I would certainly want to die for my spouse 10 years early. Uh, I would certainly want them to kill themselves taking care of me. I think that's fair. I think that's the way it ought to be. Isn't that beautiful? Kind of like Romeo and Juliet, you know, add 70 years to it. Is that really? Well, okay. You know, uh, I, I can't argue with that one. That's what, uh, that what you think. But for most folks, it's a matter of how do I preserve what I've got so I can preserve my choices. That's what money is. You know. Money is choices. You saved. You made choices to get it. You made choices to save it. You made choices not to spend it. Many other people made different choices than you do. Very obvious. Isn't that obvious? That's obvious. Huh? They made different choices. You made some choices. They made other choices. That's why you are where you are. They are where they are. 99 times out of 100. It's not a cruel world with, you know, unreasoning fate. No, it's one foot in front of the other, doing what you know you need to do, getting where you should be, right? Which is not to deny that 
roll of chance and bad luck and I, yeah, yeah, it happens. I know. When you've got some people out there who think it's all that way. Well, it isn't. I'll talk about that in a second. But my, my concern right now is with the folks who qualified for the Medicaid. Uh, and there are thousands, tens of thousands of them, you know, in long-term care. Almost everybody in a skilled nursing facility is on Medicaid or will be shortly. Everybody. What is it? 80%, something like that at any given time. Um, it might go down to 60% at some places. I, I'm aware of one place they claim it's around 50%. It's only half are on Medicaid. Well, nobody says less than that, okay? And most everybody agrees, yeah, it's around 80% or so. And I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers haven't changed with the COVID, that they're higher than that. Anyway, 80% of folks are on the Medicaid in long-term care. And for the last two years, three years, going on three years, no one's been checking the math. No one's been looking at this. What do you think is going to happen when the state gets serious about it? When the state says, and I believe it's coming in January. I could be wrong. But I do believe January is, uh, is when this is going to start happening. When they start checking the math. And they start saying, hey, you know, not only should we have kicked you off Medicaid two years ago, you now owe us the money because you never qualified. What if they do that? Will they do that? I don't know. I, I don't know. We're in uncharted territory. Generally speaking, my experience has been that when you have folks who, uh, when they come in for the annual redetermination, they've been pretty good about it, right? They'll, they'll let you fix it. Some counties don't. Some counties go back. They try to bill you for it, but you don't have any money anyway because you already spent it. Um, you know, we've had that happen. Uh, but uh, but by and large, uh, by and large, they've been you know pretty good about it. Well, by and large, the National Archives let you you know by and large, the archives let you keep a let you run the State Department off a homebrew server, and they don't even inspect it. By and large. <laughs> But sometimes they don't do by and large. Sometimes they get they come in with uh, they come in with the SWAT team and go through your wife's underwear. I mean, sometimes they do that. Well, who knows? Well, I'm sure you never pissed anybody off in government, so you know. But you know the other thing you got to be looking at when it comes to these redeterminations is what's going to happen when they realize just how much money has been going out. You know over and above what was, quote-unquote, supposed to go out. What are they going to do with that? You know, what's the government's reaction to, oh, my goodness, we've been spending tons of money uh, that, thanks to the federal government, printing more money we've been able to cover. But there's no way in normal times that we can, we can do this. And we've got scads of people, lots and lots of people, who, now that we're doing the redeterminations again, now don't qualify. Are they just going to boot you off? Could be. Are they going to try to collect the back money? Could be. Uh, are the nursing homes all going to go broke again? Possibly. Who knows? You see, this is this is what I'm saying. It's a, it's uncharted territory uh, that we're entering. Uh, who who foresaw? Double-digit inflation again. Nobody. I mean, the, 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 the Janet Yellen, you know, head of the Treasury, used to be 
head of the Fed, right? Very accomplished person, very intelligent person, very smart person. You know, did she just not know when she said that inflation was transitory? You know, a few months ago, was she lying or was she, you know, just a victim of the fact that you can't tell what the future holds? Now, she would seem to have a background in basic economics. She was head of the Federal Reserve, the Grand Allah Chair of the Federal Reserve Board. Come on. And now she's Secretary of the Treasury. You would think she would know, if anybody knows. And so, so what are you going to do about that? Well, the answer is the best you can. And we're prepping for that right now, doing our best. You've been listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier. Your family's personal attorney. There's a storm coming. You better be ready for it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.